And another thing And another thing And another thing And another thing Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set the bar in the world of podcasts. My name is Jody Jenkins. I'm Tony Clement. And Tony, you are fresh off of a visit to recharge your conservative self. Yes. Uh, you were in Ottawa for a couple of days for the, I, I've screwed this up consistently, but <laughs> Canada Strong and Free? Yeah, Canada Strong okay, and good, Free Networking it. Conference. That's yeah. right. Okay, good. I got that. You got and, it. And yeah, so we're going to chat about that. We've got a great interview. Um with a wonderful political friend uh, of yourself and the program, we're gonna we're gonna hear that in this episode as well. But first, we got to thank John Mutton and the team at Municipal Solutions. Uh, we're presenting sponsor week in week out since day one. Uh, we certainly appreciate their support. And Tony, I know you're able to share a little bit more about what they do at Municipal Solutions. I am indeed, Jody, because they are Ontario's leading MZO firm. That's Municipal Zoning Orders, and they do a cartload of them for their clientele. Uh, that provides development approvals, uh, permit expediting. They also do planning services with municipalities, engineering and architectural services, even minor variances and land severances. But the big thing is to get those uh, get those projects up and running and uh, get those buildings built, whether they're housing or uh, some other kind of, uh, of commercial enterprise. You go to municipalsolutions.ca. John Mutton and the gang are there for you. And while I'm at it, I just want to r- remind everyone that uh, these podcasts are rebroadcast on terrestrial radio at 88.7 FM, Hunter's Bay Radio in Muskoka, Canada. You can go to huntersbayradio.com at 8.30 a.m. Eastern every Saturday. One of our podcasts will be rebroadcast. And don't forget to check out looneypolitics.com, a wonderful site that combines tons of different news outlets and gives you exclusive access to things that you won't get unless you're a subscriber, including episodes of our program Mm -hmm. that you need to subscribe to. So use the code podcast, get 50% off an annual subscription. You can do that at looneypolitics.com. Calm. I just joined TikTok. Like while what? I'm sitting here, yeah, I just joined it. I, I think I've got. Uh, I think I've got like 18 videos on TikTok. That's it. Okay. I thought you were gonna say. I think I've got like 400,000 followers. No, no. I've got. I've got 20 followers or something. Okay. So I got to start with that. Well, no. You, what? What, you, what prompted you to do that? I don't know. If you can't beat them, join them. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But yeah. uh, I figured it might as well, right? Like, are you gonna do sea shanties? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, what sea is that? shanty. What's a sea shanty? It's one of one of those things that the you know the Easterners used to sing while they're on the ships. Oh, you know? and yeah, it, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was yeah. a big thing on TikTok last year. <laughs> last year, yeah. yeah. Well, you just you just did a Millennium panel at uh, at that Canada Strong and Free conference. Yes, so I you did. Should know all about the the TikTok. We did talk about TikTok. It was mentioned a few times. Yes, I had a I had two panels at Canada Strong and Free. I had a panel on big tech, 
and whether to regulate it or not. We had a debate format for that. We'll talk about the other big debate there a little bit later. Uh, and I also did a panel. It was actually the, the final uh, part of the conference, uh, which is uh, talking to the, quote, next-gen politicians and how to get to a 50% plus one conservative movement. So we had Melissa Lansman on, former guest of the program. Uh, we had, uh, she's the MP for Thornhill. We had Raquel Dancho on. She is the MP for Kildonan St. Paul's in Manitoba. And we had Rebecca Schultz on. Uh, she is an MLA in Alberta for Calgary Shaw writing and is also the Minister of Children's Services in the Kenny government. So uh, three millennial female politicians, and then the old gray-haired guy as the moderator. But we had a lot of fun. I think people really enjoyed uh, the the back and forth at that. And uh, it's that uh, for folks who don't know the the Canada Strong and Free Networking Conference is the successor to what used to be called the Manning Conference, uh, created by Preston Manning, and he is our guest today. I did a, an interview with him uh, at the conference. And uh, it was designed to get the conservative movement together in one spot every year in Ottawa. And by movement, I mean, this is not a, a sanctioned conservative party of Canada event. It's broader than that. It's different from a party event with, with very severely circ circumscribed sessions, perhaps. Uh, here, you, you can talk about things in the way you want to talk about them. There's no party apparatus that is telling you what to say or not to say. Uh, and so it it's, tends to be a, a lot more freewheeling. And we had some really cool sessions on that. And we had some great guests. We talked about uh, you know, revitalizing urban areas. And we talked about uh, uh, the, the the future of the Federation. And we had um, uh, Mi Park, who is here. She's a North Korean defector. I first learned about her on the Joe Rogan podcast. And she has an, a, an incredible story of, of escaping North Korea. And now she's being canceled by cancel culture. You know, she, she almost was killed many times in her life in North Korea. She comes to the West, comes to the, uh, to America and they, they, uh, she's being accused of not being Asian enough and being a white supremacist and all this crapola. Uh, so she was, uh, she was feisty. I, I gotta say, so a lot's going on there, Jody, and uh, our interview that we will be playing a little bit later is with the founder of this of this conference, really, Preston Manning, the former Reform Party leader, leader of the opposition, kind of seen as an elder statesman in the conservative movement for sure. And, you know, just about his thoughts about uh, how the conference has progressed. And I kind of ask him about uh, the leadership contest because he's been a little bit outspoken saying that, uh, you know, we can't give the liberals too much grist for the mill uh, when the candidates attack one another, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I think our audience here on and another thing podcast will appreciate uh, hearing from Preston. They may disagree or agree, but uh, at least we had an opportunity to sit down with him and have that conversation. Yeah. And speaking of movements, how about that uh, liberal MP joining the post proceedings from a bathroom stall? I, I saw, I just saw that. Yes. He's, he's a Brampton MP too. Uh, my old haunt. Yeah. I mean, like I just shake it my head. It's like, happening with frightening like, regularity. Well, it's like ir irregularity. That's hey, that's good. That was good. We used movement, irregular. irregular. Yeah. It's good. If you can get a Metamucil in, that'll even impress me more. Exactly. Um, but like, I mean, at some point, like, do you, do, do you not have a moment when you're like, I shouldn't bring my 
camera or laptop into yeah. the bathroom stall. Well, well, who brings their laptop into the bathroom? I, and he I says it was a huge lapse of judgment. <laughs> He's apologized. Oh, I man. guess we I guess we move on. Uh, Trudeau used the F bomb last week, I guess, in the House of Commons. And ah, uh, what a it's, what a time uh, to be alive, Jody. The more things change, the more they stay the same. It's so you're true. at this conference, yes. you are the elder statesman on a millennial panel. Was <laughs> yes. it like was it like a Abe Simpson when you were like using comments like uh, we wore an onion on our belt because that was the style at the times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a few stories I did tell, uh, but I restrained myself, Jody. It was really their panel discussion. I was just the moderator. So I didn't <laughs> I didn't want to go, well, back in my day, this is how we did things. Not like you crazy millennials, you know. I didn't go that I didn't go that route. So you're there for a couple days. You are hobnobbing I've, i saw all your pictures like yes jason kenny all, was hanging around there yeah he was, he was there yeah do we want to talk about the debate before yes. or after the preston manning bit well what we'll play the preston manning interview it's uh, just a few minutes long and then we'll talk about the debate afterwards okay so this is preston manning from the canada strong and free conference and this is uh our very own tony clement doing the interview enjoy Welcome to And Another Thing podcast here at the Canada Strong and Free Networking Conference, where we're going to do a number of interviews. But uh, first off the top is actually a great start to this because I'm here with Preston Manning, who, of course, amongst his many, many uh, storied uh, examples for Canadian politics, uh, created the antecedent to the Canada Strong and Free Networking Conference, which was the Manning Centre Conference. Preston, this must be kind of interesting for you. You're kind of retired from conferencing as a as having all the headaches, but you get <laughs> to go right. yeah, and, well, and enjoy it. Yeah, we're trying to hand things off to younger people, but it's good to visit with you, Tony. We go back a long way to the we common do. sense revolution in That's Ontario. right. Yeah, no, but it's good to see, and there's a lot of younger people here, which is what this is all about, passing the torch on to the next generation. You notice that too, that uh, oh, yes. with, yeah. this, uh, with this training session that we're in today, uh, I'd say it's predominantly younger people, yeah, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Was that uh, was that that was part of your original mission? Wasn't well, that, it? yeah, that's one of the objects, and I, I think in the political sphere generally, we, we have to put more resources into training, and, and not just training to win elections, but training to what do you do after you win the elections, which is the harder task. There's that famous scene from that movie involving the candidate involving Robert Redford, where okay, yes. nine tenths of the movie is all of the subterfuge they have to do to win the election. And then they win, and he says, well, what do I do now? And his well, campaign manager walks away. That's up to you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, my father used to say, he was premier for a long time in Alberta, he used to say to the new ministers that, enjoy the swearing in, because the swearing at will start tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So those are the kinds of skills you want with, uh, you know, uh, some of these people who are de- going to be dedicating their lives to politics, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and hopefully electoral politics. I, I do, I speak to a, a a lot of students that are in political science and in some of these training programs, often they're aiming to get into the polling outfits, the consulting outfits, and the advertising outfits because there's more money there. Right. But uh, I do say at some point, some of you have to go into the electoral right, field. Right. So want to encourage that as well. Yeah. Now, you recently uh, wrote a letter to, I guess, the candidates uh, for the uh, 
for the Conservative Party of Canada leadership just to remind them that uh, uh, don't get, I know elbows go up during leaderships. You know that, I know that as former leadership candidates, but uh, just to sort of keep it on the civil side. Yeah, I disagree on, you know, you're bound to have different views on all these issues, but try to not get into the personal attacks because just from a practical political standpoint, the, the Liberals have a researcher, the NDP has a researcher who's keeping track of all these nasty things that are said. And so the new leader gets up in the House and, and the guy on the other side gets up, let me tell you what <laughs> your own people think of you. And he reads all this stuff on right. and it's damaging. Right, right. What? So let's move away from that because yeah. I think that was a very good point you made, but uh, it, it speaks for itself. What what do you think is the state of conservatism in Canada right now? Well, I, I think it's got a great opportunity. Uh, I, I think there there are divisions. The country's badly divided. It's, it gets polarized over the environment versus the economy, east versus west, right versus left, uh, populist versus uh, traditionalism. And uh, I think the big task of whoever's the next prime minister is to it's an old, old challenge is to unite the country. Right. But if, if the party itself is not united, uh, th- then you're not going to be believable in that role. On the other hand, if the new leader can show that he can pull conservatives of different views within the party together, mm-hmm. then that's a good qualification for being able to unite the country. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. I, maybe this is all self-analysis, but Conservatives seem to be uh, a an argumentative lot, don't they? Well, I think conservatism, partly because of the independence of people, uh, is organized in, in silos. We don't the think tanks don't do a lot together. Mm-hmm. They don't do a lot with the advocacy groups. The advocacy groups are all trying to get money, so there's a competition there. I think we're in silos, and uh, one of the purposes of these networking conferences mm-hmm. and, and the Canada Strong and Free Network is to try to get the the siloed components of the conservative party more cooperative and uh, if they can do that it's more conducive to winning elections uh, I, you know winning elections uh, do you think the liberals will be vulnerable next time oh I, I think so I, they certainly they are in, in western Canada mm-hmm. p- part of why Mr. Trudeau makes no yards on on some of the issues that he's on for example climate change uh, is people believe he's unethical, that they think he lies, and they think he's incompetent. A lot of these energy people meet with prime ministers and leaders all over the world. Mm-hmm. The energy sector is a global sector, and they, they come away from meetings with Trudeau shaking their heads. Shaking and, well, if you, if you believe someone is unethical and incompetent, you're not, gonna, you're not even going to listen to them, let alone respect what they say. And... Uh, uh, now, whether that view will spread to other parts of the country, I don't know or not, but uh, I, I think the Liberal Party is vulnerable, and if Conservatives get their act together, they've got a good chance of replacing it. Well, on that note, uh, Preston Manning, thanks for joining our program, and uh, and congratulations on building a legacy that, that continues. So we all wondered whether COVID would destroy it, but apparently we're stronger than COVID. That's right. That's right. Well, it was good to, good to have a chat with you, Tony. Thank you. Excellent discussion with Preston, and I tell you, it was a short interview, but you got a lot in there. Yeah, you know, he was, it was so good of him. He was very busy signing his book. He's got a book, you know, Do Something or one of those titles, and uh, 
Uh, of course, a lot of people wanted to get their selfies with uh, Preston and uh, there was a whole roster of uh, Conservative Party of Canada interns who were all all flocking around and uh, uh, taking it all in. So that was kind of cool seeing the uh, the young the younger generation uh, enjoying the conference. And look, this this had a registration, by the way, Jody, of nine hundred and three people. So it was a huge conference, and you know, for many people, this was the first sort of extracurricular they've done since COVID. So. Uh, it was great to see everybody mixing and mingling, and uh, there were hospitality suites. Jody, the uh, uh, Roman Bobber uh, had a hospitality suite, as did John Charest, and uh, the Vaping Association of Canada had a hospitality suite too. So nice, you know, you just where, wherever you can get the free booze, Jody. Yeah, and uh, the Canadian Taxpayer Federation they had a hospitality suite, and they had these mascots. One is a, was a P- Pinocchio mascot. And oh, yeah, one, I saw that picture, yeah. Yeah, and with the other one with a piggy mascot, and so you could get your photo taken. Uh, and it was all, um, they had, uh, all they had at the CTF uh, uh, one uh, was, uh, uh, was uh, they had uh, chips uh, and, uh, no, sorry, beer and popcorn. Popcorn. Beer and popcorn. Scott Reed. Scott Reed wasn't around. I take it then. Uh, no, he wasn't around. Yeah. That's in relation to the 2006 campaign, where uh, where Scott said that anybody who got a cut in their uh, GST was going to spend it on beer and popcorn. That was yeah. He he will never live that one down. No, no, no. I don't think so. But uh, yeah, it how was many all good. Pe- how many people asked uh, where I was? There were a few. <laughs> Yeah, right. They were talking about a podcast a little bit. Uh, I was uh, I was shilling for for new sponsors too. I just want you to know that Jody, I was I was not taking it easy there. I was uh, busy working for the greater glory of and another thing podcast. Was was our good friend Clinton DeVoe there? I did not see our friend Clinton DeVoe there, okay. but there are many other listeners who who were there and who mentioned how much they enjoy our banter and our guests. So that was all good. Well, that's uh, excellent. So, so, so there was we a debate. Talk about the debate. And yes, and I actually I watched about two minutes of it. And that's it. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about it to be honest, and I couldn't find oh. it on Facebook when I remembered, and then I found it on YouTube, and I happened to tune in at that. I think probably the most talked about segment when Pierre <laughs> was going at Jean Charest about how much he got paid for the Huawei case or whatever, and. Yeah. And how, uh, much? Just, how, much? how much, how much, how much, how much did you get paid? How much, <laughs> how much, what was the amount? How much, how much just nonstop. I, was so hard. I think actually that was not the most shared uh, segment. I think what was shared more was when Pierre said that uh, Jean Charest learned about the trucker convoy protest from CBC, like his other liberal friends, and then proceeded to dismantle Jean Charest limb from limb for the next 40 seconds. So I think that that was, uh, that was a definitely a shareable moment. And Sheree, I, I should say he gave as good as he got and, uh, went, went on the offense against Pierre as well. And, uh, Leslin Lewis stirred it up a little bit and, uh, went after Pierre, uh, for not supporting the trucker convoy enough. Uh, and then Scott Aitchison got involved, uh, basically accusing, uh, Leslin of conspiracy theories. So yeah, it was a mix. It was a mixer up, and and I I, w- I will tell you my my own bias was I was fine with that. I I, I don't 
Uh, some people, how oh, it's terrible that they were attacking one another. Well, it is a debate. And, uh, you know, most of it was, I, I know their point is, well, they shouldn't attack uh, personality. They should just attack on policy. But it's kind of hard sometimes to uh, to separate the two. And quite frankly, whoever is leader is going to go up against the liberal war machine who are experts at making personal attacks and dividing and conquering and, uh, you know, outlandish claims and so on. So we better, uh, whoever the leader is, better get used to it. That's my point of view. And the the most, what I got, the at least at the conference, the biggest reaction I got was, you know, uh, we have to be ready for this. And whether you were a Sheree supporter or a Polyev supporter, it would be like, okay, well, we know that they can go at one another. They, they can also go after Trudeau in the, in the appropriate way. So I, I thought it was entertaining and, uh, uh, people, uh, got into it and, um, I don't have a problem with that. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, no, I, I would tend to agree completely. I mean, I, you know, you've been around politics longer than me. I've been around politics for, you know, the better part of my, of my not formative years, but, you know, growing up, I mean, I started running when I was like 25 or 24, 20. Yeah. I can't remember, but I mean, up until I'm 46 now, and I'm just now stopping running in, in, in politics and being involved. But yeah, I, I look, I mean, at the end of the day, we don't have to like each other either. Like, here's the thing is like, I think that there is, I think there is room to disagree Mm -hmm. and still do it in a, a way that isn't like insulting, but guess what? Who says we have to like each other? I don't, I don't get this. Like there's, you know, I'll tell you right now that I, I'm, I get very pissed off when like guys like Sheree lump in, uh, like if, as an example, if you supported, if you, if you had any inkling of support for the trucker convoy, well, that makes you a racist anti-vaxxer, you know, yada, yada, yada. Right. right? Like that's, that's kind of what he uses as his brushstroke. And I mean, and then you get guys like this Scott Aitchison who are, you know, holier than thou up on a pedestal. Like, I, I just don't get it. Like I actually unsubscribed to his emails cause they made me sick. I was like throwing up in my mouth reading that stuff. And guess what? I, I don't like the guy, so I've never yeah. met him, but I just think it's it's ridiculous. But anyway, I, I I don't know. I'm so sick and tired of people placating to one another. And you know what? Just be who you are and whatever. Don't. don't well, that's the other thing, too. Uh, you know, you have to be authentic to who you are and, yeah, and, and like, uh, be passionate and uh, people will make a, a decision. They'll make a judgment on it. I I didn't have a problem with that. And uh, it was, uh, you know, it, look, there were at least 800 people in the room and uh they they wanted to see the candidates you know get in there and sometimes your elbows are going to be a little bit higher when you're up against the boards being boarded and uh that's just the that's just the nature of this is not a this is not a tea and crumpets party folks this is politics and you have to be able to stand your ground you have to be able to articulate your position you have to be able to take criticism you have to be be able to give criticism Uh, that's that's the nature of what we're talking about here and i i say this to people you know they why why can't you guys agree more because the house of commons is where you disagree more that's the whole purpose of it to to shine a light to have accountability 
to uh, have transparency, to demand answers. If you can't do it in the House of Commons and in the whole arena of politics, uh, politicians will get away with murder, you know, uh, and uh, and that's not good for society. Yeah, totally agree with you on that one. And, you know, we'll see where everything goes. But at the end of the day, how what was the feedback in the room afterwards, after that debate? Like, was there any... I mean, I don't know if there was a clear-cut winner. Again, we, you and I would be biased. but Right. <laughs> and I think the room was biased to Pierre, I'd have to say. Uh, you know, uh, you probably heard that Sheree was booed at one point. No. In, no, no, I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, he was the room booed him because he was going after Pierre and saying, you supported an illegal blockade. So as soon as he said oh that, the, the place went nuts a little bit. Um, I would say the biggest... Uh, you know, pleasant surprise for most people was was Roman Baber because uh, okay. most most people didn't know who he was. I mean, if you're not from Ontario, and even if you are from Ontario, would you know Roman? Would you be able to pick him out a, uh, on a in a police lineup? Probably not. Uh, and uh, so he he uh, you know he was articulate and he had a point of view that he wanted to express and and so on. He and uh, so I, I think he came out of it well and. Uh, you know, uh, the rest, I think, we'll, we'll find out. We've got another debate coming up this week in Edmonton, English language debate. And uh, I think the, the format will be very different. Um, there'll, there'll probably be fewer fireworks, if I had to predict, but uh, just another opportunity. And that one will be the one where Patrick Brown has to be there because if he isn't there, he gets fined. So he'll actually show up for this one, whereas he wasn't there um, at the Can- Canada Strong and Free Networking Conference. Yeah. So what's and, and speaking of that, why like it looks like he didn't want to be there because he knew that it wouldn't work out well for him. That's yeah, what it looks and like. so he was saying, "Well, I I was out doing what all the other candidates should have been doing, which is talking to real people and selling memberships." And then he had a video where he said, "I won the debate by not showing up." Blah blah blah. Yeah. But uh, he also took he also took some fire, like one of the. Uh, one of the moderators said, you know, Pierre Polyev isn't here. And here's some of the stupid things Pierre, Poly- sorry, not Pierre, uh, um, uh, Patrick Brown isn't here. And here are some of the stupid things that Patrick Brown has said. And would you like to respond to that candidate? So <laughs> he kind of, they kind of laid, and some people were saying, well, that's not fair. And I said, well, he should have showed up then. Yeah, he didn't want to, true. he didn't want to be criticized, show up, you know? Uh, so yeah, it reminds me of 2015 when, there was like, and when I was running federally, and there was so many debates in our riding that I, I didn't get to all of them. But I, I the classic move I always loved because we'd always give like the debates that we weren't going to be able to get there. We gave them ample, ample notice that we wouldn't make it right. But they always put the empty seat with the name placard oh, there, I know. Yeah. as if I didn't show up. Right? Yeah, no, I know, like, I know. You guys are unbelievable, but. That's that's what you're signing up for when you get into this stuff. So. That is the price you pay, my friend. It's so yeah, I thought it was a good debate, and I thought the conference was a big success, and um, and it's good for uh, good for conservatism to have those conferences. Totally understand or totally agree on that one. So yeah. So anyway, well, we'll see what uh, what what happens in the weeks to come. But uh, I guess we should wrap this up. So we got. Yeah. Uh, some other stuff coming up in the uh, next couple of weeks, some yep. exciting interviews as well. And um, again, just a plug for Looney Politics. Uh, if you become a subscriber there, you'll also get 
weekly updates on the provincial election for Ontario. We'll be doing. Oh, those that's as right. Well. Yeah, we should we should mention that because that that's of course uh, an event that's happening right now. Exactly. Exactly, and we'll get into that as the weeks go by. Also, so don't forget Municipal Solutions. Uh, find them online at municipalsolutions.ca. They are our presenting sponsor each week. Uh, looneypolitics.com. Make sure you become a subscriber there. Use the code podcast to get 50% off your annual subscription. Uh, Tony, thanks for doing the interview with Preston. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll do this again in seven days. Sounds like a plan, my friend.